0: And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Full of frustration. Full of despair. Despair. From years of hurt, disappointment, and relegation. Two British football fans have had enough. Canary bird Elliot Holman and wanderer Henry Hewitt are in search of glory, pride, passion, in search of silverware. And they found Major League Soccer.
3: Bit overdramatic, really.
0: This is the MLS UK show.
3: Welcome to the very first episode of the MLS UK show. I'm Elliot Holman and I'm Henry Hewitt. Thanks for downloading by the way. Here's what's coming up on our very first podcast. As the new MLS
1: season begins, we take a look at the best preseason moves, draft picks and scrimmage results. And as it's preseason, we've chose our fantasy teams. Let's face it, we'll forget to update them in 2 weeks, but we've chose them anyway. We'll predict the season's big winners and losers in a league that's famously impossible to predict. And, of course, the highlight of pre-season are the new kits being released. We know nothing about fashion, so we've got my girlfriend to just look at a few of them and tell us what she thinks of them. Makes total sense, right?
0: MLS UK Show with Elliot Holman and Henry Hewitt.
1: So this is exciting, isn't it? We talked about doing this so long ago. It It was October, start of October... I came to you and said, let's do a podcast, let's do an MLS podcast. And of course, October is the end of the season. So it didn't make sense. Yeah, we had all these
3: big plans. We thought, we can do this, we can do that. We can get a website up and running. We can do a Twitter account. And then we realised that, well, pointless starting now. Yeah. So here we are, start of a brand new MLS season, which is so, so exciting. Um, And before we tackle anything, and I don't want to get to that point where we have to actually prove that we know what we're talking about. We have to introduce ourselves.
1: Yeah, so then you can decide how little we actually know about MLS. <laughs> um, do you want to go first? Uh, well, I'll tell you what, you go first, because I kind of got into MLS because of you. Okay. Um, and just because you kept on banging on about it, I was like, <laughs> Oh, let's watch it. Let's see what it's like. Now I'm hooked. So, Elliot Holman, introduce yourself. Okay. Uh, hello, I'm Elliot Holman.
3: Um, I'm a radio presenter in the UK. I am a Norwich City fan. Love my football. I've grown up a Norwich City fan because that's where I was born. Um, I'm a, a big sufferer, I think it's fair to say. Norwich City, not not the greatest, not the worst. There's no. a lot of teams in the UK, and they're certainly up there in the top 30, just. <laughs> um, but I, I'm a long-term sufferer with Norwich City, which is maybe why I decided that it might be a good idea to look elsewhere, maybe get myself another team. Um, I actually went on holiday to Orlando and this is this is how it all began. Whilst I was there, there was loads of hype about soccer and I was just like, MLS. Everyone says MLS is rubbish. Um, but Orlando are getting a team. So I'll, I'll get involved in this. So I did a bit of research uh, and they were going to start playing a couple of weeks after I left. So I went back next year and I thought I can go to a game. So I went to two games and that was it. It was over. I came back and
1: told you all about it as well. Yeah, so uh, obviously we work on the same radio show. I produce the show that you present. And uh, when the songs are on, if you don't work in radio, you don't know how awkward it can be when the songs are being played if you don't have anything to talk about. Luckily, we're good mates. And all you were saying after you came back was, Orlando City, Orlando City. I'm like, right, next season I'll I'll watch them. Um, And uh, here we are. I I was just pulled in by
3: the fact that despite it being MLS, only MLS, you know, the league that everyone in the UK says isn't any good, the atmosphere was absolutely incredible. And it sounds, you, there's not enough words to describe it. it. You know, you can you can go go for a day out somewhere, go to the beach and it's absolutely incredible, but I'm serious. Like I had goosebumps on my arms, the hairs were standing up on the back of my neck. The atmosphere in that stadium in Orlando was just unreal.
1: Unbelievable. Well, I've never been to an MLS game. Obviously, we'll find that out why <laughs> when I introduce myself. But the, when you compare it to what happens in England, like you were saying that you have the, you know, the big. You, you turn up like what three, four hours before the actual game mm. in England. Like when I go watch my team, I turn up at ten minutes to three. <laughs> I have a warm drink, uh, maybe a pie, and then go and watch them probably lose. It's not an event, really.
3: No, and this is this is what's so brilliant about about MLS. Everybody comes together. Um, maybe Orlando, especially. I'm not. I don't want to be too Orlando centric, but I feel like with with what's happened there with with the Pulse shooting, I feel like it's a very um, very important for it to be a, a close knit community again. And it just feels like you're part of something. And and that that's something that's missing, I think, from from over here. So that's how it happened. And I came back and I said to you,
1: you need to get into MLS. So. Here I am, Henry Hewitt, long-time sufferer, uh, supporting Bolton Wanderers. And, yeah, like, you would tell me when we were doing the show, like, oh, look at this, you show me all the videos on YouTube. And I was kind of like, well, I just remember the MLS. I, uh, I'll i admit, I Whoa, bought... Whoa, there's the first one. What? What did you just say? The MLS. Sorry. We need a forfeit for this. All right, give me... Let's start the forfeits next week. Let's just get edge into it. All right, we'll let him off this time. Okay. So I got into MLS (laughs) kind of when David Beckham moved over. A lot of UK people did. And I must admit, I did buy an LA Galaxy shirt. Did you really? With Beckham on the back. You've kept this quiet. No, I did. The only reason I've kept it quiet is because after four or five washes... The Herbalife came off it and <laughs> I kind of paid attention then and then it sort of phased out a bit. I was at university, I didn't really, funnily enough, I didn't really have the time to watch the games. And then when you mentioned it, I was like, well, I love soccer, I love English soccer, I love European soccer, I've never really given a, a MLS a chance. And so the start of 2017 season, we were like, let's get you a team, let's get you supporting uh you know, MLS. And I had a choice, and my choice was either FC Dallas. Basically, I'm a big fan of the Simpsons, and Homer Simpson's dream was to buy the Dallas Cowboys. So I thought, well, I'll support FC Dallas. But then I thought, well, there's two new teams this year. I'm new, so I might as well support one of them. I chose Atlanta purely based on the fact that I've never been to America, but I went to the Bahamas once, and there was a connecting flight through Atlanta. So I thought well technically I've been Atlanta. So I supported Atlanta United. <laughs> so poor. And oh my goodness. I'm glad I chose Atlanta United. No offense Minnesota, but I'm glad I chose Atlanta United. You've done you've done well there. Such a terrible reason though. Like to say that
3: you've been to Atlanta. You sat in the airport bar watching soccer. <laughs> having yeah. a
1: beer. Yeah. That's it. Um well, it could be worse. Like I've heard ex- like, people who live abroad who support like Liverpool or Manchester United and you try and cling on to something. I could go, well, my, uh, my dad's nephew's auntie's uncle's cat's friend was from Atlanta, so I supported Atlanta. No, it's purely based on the fact that I once visited the airport. You've
3: got a stamp in your passport and that's all that matters. Yeah.
1: I think it could have been a lot worse.
3: You mentioned the LA Galaxy shirt. Imagine if your first season supporting a team in MLS last year was LA Galaxy. I know. Would, I you, know. would you be coming back now? Would you be saying, let's do a podcast?
1: Probably not. I don't think so either. No. <laughs> but I, uh, for the, like, we'll get on to this. I do think LA Galaxy will have a much better season this season. However, going off last season... No, I would have probably flown over to LA and been in the crowd uh, when they all had to go up to him and apologise. <laughs> I'd have been there like, you're useless, what are you doing? <laughs> I'm so happy they've done me such a favour that they've done well for you. Oh Well, I hate Orlando, so there you go. <laughs> I don't really, I don't really. Um, I don't need that on Twitter right now, I don't need <laughs> Orlando fans. But um, no, this is exciting, it's the first MLS UK show podcast And we've waited so long for this. Like we've done a lot on social media. We're getting a lot of people, surprisingly, saying like, "When's the podcast coming?" So here it is.
3: And and one thing I want to touch on is first of all, if you do follow us on Twitter, thank you very much because we're just two British radio presenters who I'll be honest with you, like we do all right. We get to interview like all the big stars: Bruno Mars, Camila Cabello, Ed Sheeran. But we don't really claim to know a lot about MLS. So us starting. A Twitter account for MLS and then suddenly shoot into like three thousand followers that quick was, I was like, whoa, okay, we need to we need to up our game. So thank you very much if you if you do follow us. If you don't, get involved at MLS UK Show. Um, the biggest question we get asked: Why are we doing this? Easy. It, uh, it's so easy. No one in the UK thinks MLS is any good, and it winds me up
1: so much. It makes me so angry. All of my friends, I tell them what we're doing this, and they're just like, well why are you doing that? We've got the Premier League. Like, what are you doing? And it's like, well, no, watch it. The pace, the, the excitement, the goals, it's brilliant. You know, like, in the Premier League, there will probably be at least one nil-nil every weekend. Mm. You're not guaranteed that in the MLS. Last, I love that.
3: Last time I went to see Orlando was um, Orlando v. Columbus last season. And in the morning, I got up really early and I watched Manchester United v. Liverpool. Nil-nil draw. Yeah. It's almost too tactical. There's too much at stake in the Premier League. We still love it. We still watch it. Don't let's not like get it twisted. We we love Premier League Championship as well. well we have to because we're in it. Um, but there's something about MLS, and I just wish more people would would give it a go. So if you're one of those people that's tweeted or DM'd me or DM'd Henry or um, tweeted at MLS UK show saying, well, "Why? I don't get it. Like this is really cool, but why?" That's why we're spreading the word, okay? And you can help us by coming on this journey with us. Let's do it.
0: Elliot Holman, Henry Hewitt, MLS UK Show. I want
3: to start with a pre-season review, an off-season review, because this, for a lot of teams, has been a huge off-season. When you look at um, teams like LA Galaxy, huge club, probably the most famous club in MLS, because especially over here, Everyone knows LA Galaxy over here because of David Beckham. When they, I think a lot of people, if they looked at the league and didn't know what they were doing, they'd be very, very surprised that uh, LA Galaxy finished basically bottom of the league last year.
1: Yeah, 11th is not great for LA Galaxy. That is the equivalent of like Manchester United finishing 19th mm. in the Premier League. Um it, yeah, I'm sure Galaxy fans, if you're listening, you'll, you will agree with us. You know, we're not throwing shade at Galaxy. I know it's easy to do so because they, you know, they've had so much success in the past. But, but... I, I want to see it turned around.
3: Like LA Galaxy f- have not been that force since I've been watching MLS and I'm excited to see
1: it happen again. Um, so I, I think this is such a key pre-season. It is. They've made the signings. I mean, Ola Kamara is a great signing for them. I think he will score goals. Of course, they have got goals in that team. However, you look at some of the pre-season results, 4-2 against San Jose Earthquakes. They lost to Vancouver as well. I don't know whether the defence is going to be, uh, Mm. you know, is there. We'll have to wait and see. You never know. They may end up being like RSL last season and just score and concede so many goals. Is it a success for LA
3: Galaxy this year if they bang some goals in? Because they failed to hit the net and they conceded. They just leaked goals. Is it a success if, even if they just managed to score more and they're still
1: leaking a little bit at the back? Is that progress? Is that enough? You know what? For most teams, probably it is. For LA Galaxy, they've got to be knocking on the door for the playoffs. Uh, and that's in my opinion. If you ask anyone at LA Galaxy, they may say, oh, no, we want to just... Get you know, we want to do better. No, this is LA Galaxy, man. They need to be pushing at least for the playoffs.
3: We mentioned Ola Kamara going to LA Galaxy. I want to talk about Columbus. This has been a a bumpy off-season for Columbus, but it it could turn out all right. I mean, when you look at it, losing Kamara straight off, losing Justin Mirum as well, you're kind of thinking... This is an absolute disaster with the whole potential move as well, which I don't want to get into. We don't just let's just go on record now. We don't want to go into this, but hashtag save the crew. I was very, very concerned for Columbus early doors. Um, very pleased for Orlando for picking up Miriam. Um But other than that,
1: I was a little bit, little bit concerned. The thing is, is that you can look at transfers for the crew. You can look at uh, who's come in, who's come out. The the pre-season, they've had a really good pre-season, to be fair. They've beaten Atlanta. They've beaten Minnesota. They won the uh, hashtag CCC18 Cup, um, which I was keeping my eye on, to be fair. But uh, no, I think the whole, for me, the whole hashtag save the crew, it can either have a negative effect on the crew or it could have a positive effect. They could all group together, it's us against the world, and suddenly go out and have an amazing season, like they did last season. They had a really good season last season. Or it could be one big distraction, and it could be a bit of a nightmare this season.
3: They've picked up Milton Velenzuela. Apologies for our pronunciations. We may as well just get this out now. We're not Spanish. It doesn't roll off the tongue. Um, he's from Manchester for goodness sake how is he supposed to cope with names like this I know Carlos Vela <laughs> um, he's a DP he's a defender he's on loan from Neil's old boys gonna be one to watch could be a very very key component they've not really added to attack but if they can strengthen at the back at least that's something um, one thing I want to point out Harrison Affle smashed it in pre-season. He's looking... I know he's been there for a while. He's not a new signing, but he's looking extremely good. Um, Strong attacking right-back. A lot of people, a lot of reporters saying that he's looking the strongest right-back in the league on his pre-season performance. And I know that's not a lot, but at least that's something that they can can sort of look towards for the new season.
1: Yeah, they've got the players. They've got the players. Uh, I mean, let's face it, you don't finish fifth and get to, uh, the, you know, the Eastern Conference final without having a good team. I know they've lost a few of the players, but even a, a, in attack, he's getting on. But Higuain's still there. He scored goals in uh, preseason. So. There's one name we haven't mentioned when it comes to
3: Columbus, and that's Jesse Zardes. Now, I don't think this is such a terrible move. I know it didn't work at L.A. last season. I know they failed to score goals. That wasn't the only thing wrong with L.A. last season, as we've already touched on. This could be a really good move for Zardes. You know, freshen things up, get in new surroundings, get playing around different players, maybe playing a different style of football. The guy's got talent. There's no reason
1: why on paper... He can't have as good a season as Ola Kamara did for Columbus. Exactly. He scored against Minnesota in preseason. You know, he's done really, really well. All positive vibes coming out of Columbus about this guy. And yeah, I think, you know what? Being in that L.A. team last season, sorry, we need to say L.A. Galaxy team. Yeah. There's two L.A.s now. Uh, the L.A. Galaxy team last season, most of the players would have been playing with the shackles on. They, you, you kind of, I can imagine, maybe a bit nervy about what they're doing. You don't want to be the one to make a mistake. Yeah. Confidence, so, not free-flowing. No, so coming to Columbus, it could really, you know, open him up a bit. And we get to see the real Zardes, so I'm looking forward to this season. Um, I
3: don't want this I'm really concerned that we've come out and said, I'm an Orlando fan, you're an Atlanta fan. I know when you do these kind of podcasts and you're looking at the whole league, that's not a normal thing to do, but I want I wanna be real and I wanna be honest and say, look, we're real fans. We're like I'm I'm up screaming at the TV at three AM in the morning if you know Kaka was banging one in the top corner. This is what's driven us, this is what's got us here. Supporting these two teams is is what's brought us here. But I wanna kind of make it clear that it's not all about Orlando. It's not all about Atlanta on here. We're, we're happy to discuss the, the whole of the league, and we will do. But we do have to mention Orlando's off-season. I'm sorry, but like, even I'm just like, wow. Yeah,
1: you've done well. It's you, a complete overhaul. It is. And you know what? We've Again, we've had this discussion before the podcast today, and Orlando, Kaka was great. Kaka, there was a lot of positives for what Kaka did. He's gone now, and instead of going right, let's try and get Ibrahimovic. Let's try and get you know a big name to fill his boots. You've got two or three players to do that, and I think the whole team, the squad, is looking a bit more meatier now.
3: I was um, I was really disappointed last season. There was a lot of fans calling for Jason Christ's head, um, and do you know what? If it doesn't work out this season, absolutely that's absolutely fine because he like it will be one hundred percent a management issue a coach coaching issue if this team can't make the playoffs um but i didn't agree with it last season because he inherited these players um players that when orlando joined mls were put on long contracts um some of them had to play contractually some of them were on big money and i just think this is the time to to judge jason christ i i really like the guy a speak sense when he's speaking, in, speaking to the media, he's very focused. He doesn't give a lot away. You can tell that that training camp in preseason will have been very strict, although they want the players to bond. I wouldn't mess around if Jason Christ was my boss. Like, I, and I like, I like the direction he's going in. This is finally his team. Um, and if we're going to pick out, I mean, I don't even know where you start. Obviously, Sasha. Sasha question two-time MLS assist leader.
1: What a signing! I I do mean that. I've, I I think Red Bull's a struggle this season, personally. Without his assists, I don't think they'll. You know, I don't think they're going to have an LA Galaxy or a DC United mm. season. But I do think that Bradley White, Wright Phillips is going to miss Sasha. Well as, as a team like Orlando, who just failed to create chances, yeah,
3: this is unbelievable. This is su- this is such a statement from the club. We've not created chances when we've got into positions. We've kind of failed to convert them a lot of the time as well if we don't score goals now when you've got Sasha feeding Dom Dwyer for example then
1: I I don't know what to do I think we should just give up yeah I mean this is a huge season for Orlando because people look at Atlanta or New York City and think well they've started and they've gone on and made the playoffs quite early on Orlando haven't but Orlando have had that bedding in period now with the players you've got you need to be pushed, at least pushing the playoffs. You need to be making the playoffs. That's my personal opinion. I think it will be, this season will be a failure if Orlando just sort of flirt with the playoffs and then end up finishing 7th, 8th, ninth. I couldn't agree more. I,
3: like the, the the time is now and it, it has to be right. Um, new, new playmaker, designated player, Josue Coleman, a big number 10. People saying to replace Kaka. You can't replace Kaka. It's such a, a huge, iconic name across, across the globe. He brought fans to Orlando. He, he filled that stadium in the early days. Everyone wanted to come and see him. Josue's not that player, but with his feet, a young startler. Like, I'm excited to see what he's going to do. A lot of people very, very excited. Um, Ure Rosal, former MLS Cup champion. That's not going to harm your team. Um, Lamine Sané. You, you, you're taking a starter from a Bundesliga team and, and putting him in an MLS squad. That that has to be huge. Um, best college midfielder last year was Cam Lindley. He's joined Orlando. Chris Mueller, he was the assist king. He's, he was the, the Sasha of college football last year. Um, and he's joined the squad and he's been banging in the goals as well. Uh, and finally, NASL golden boot winner, Stefano Pino. He even scored a hat-trick against Orlando last season in the cup. This is such a huge, huge off-season for Orlando. The time is now. Um, DC United, the last team I want to touch on because actually I don't think it's disrespectful to, to say that they've not been the team everybody's been talking about. They've just been there and they've been playing games and they picked up some wins, but they failed
1: to score in 16 games last season. Yeah, and that despite they had a giant shirt behind the goal, that would make, <laughs> that would make me want to score. Um, but that's gone. New stadium. Yeah, they've done quite well in in preseason. You know, they've uh, beat Philadelphia 2 1 and they beat Las Vegas. But what, something that I've noticed, right, when I've been looking at the pre season results mm. and the teams that have been played, I look at the teams and you've got the likes of FC Dallas, Toronto were the same in the, the Champions League. They've picked, they've not been messing around with their team. They've picked, They DC United look like they've got their team and they're ready for Orlando on Saturday. Starting 11 nailed down. Yeah. Um, and the, some of the signings they've made as well. You know, they, they've they improved their team. They won't finish as low down as they did last season. Can we talk about
3: Darren Mattox? Okay, now DC United moved for Darren Mattox from Portland Timbers. I you, you know this. I have a massive thing about Fernando Adi. I don't, I don't get the fuss about Fernando Adi, and I know, like, we're gonna get tweets and Timbers fans are gonna be saying that he's a legend and everything he's done. I know, right? If you're a striker in MLS, you're gonna score goals. You are, like, I'm prepared to bet that if I was up front for a whole season, even I would manage to score at some point in MLS. Like, it's probably gonna happen by, like, even if it went in off, off my bum, it's gonna happen. Um, but Fernando Adi, composure, absolutely nil. Like the t- too many wasted chances in the time that he was fit and playing, so many wasted opportunities. I watched them play in uh, Tucson in a preseason friendly as well, and he missed an absolute sitter. And I was just like, "Okay, why have they let Darren Mattox go?" Darren came in and did a great job. I really like him. I like his play. He's ener- he's like energetic. He's always in the right space. Good finisher. I think that's a really good pickup from DC.
1: Yeah, I've got to agree. He scored two in his last two in, um, in pre-season, and he he looks like he's someone who knows where the goal is. And in any league, not just MLS, in any league, you look at every, the the big leagues in Europe, you look at the A-League in Australia, whatever league, even if you're on a park on a Sunday morning, if you have a player who knows where the goal is, it's priceless. And if he can get the goals... You've got then, uh, you've got a base. Then you know that you have the ability to score more than the other team, and then you work backwards. And I mean, they've they've strengthened in midfield as well. So it's a good start for DC. This
3: this partnership that they've had going um, are a trio in in pre season. Darren Mattox, Acosta, and Ariola as well. Six goals, five assists from those three. This is something that Orlando are going to know about and they're going to be very wary of, especially with our whole new team. That yeah. haven't really had a chance to gel.
1: Yeah, we, we're gonna look forward to this weekend's games later on in the in the podcast. But that is my that's one of the games. There's so many juicy games at the weekend, so many games where you think I can't wait to see how they do. Orlando DC is one of those matches and I can't wait to watch that. Just finally on DC, Yamil Asad. A guy you know a lot about. I liked Assad, I like him. I was a, I was a bit gutted that Atlanta didn't pick him up. However, it's not as if Atlanta you know Atlanta are feasting on midfielders and attackers and they're doing fine for themselves. I think you'll be alright. Yeah. But I did I had a soft spot for Assad. So I can't, I hope he does well for DC and I think he will. I think in that Atlanta team, the players gel, but there's a lot of big names in there. There's a lot of big players. Assad now is going to DC and he's kind of on his own. It's like, right, go do what you do. And I think it could he could be even better this season just because he's got that sort of freedom now to think, right, I'm one of the big dogs here. I'll t- show you what I can do.
0: Elliot Holman, Henry Hewitt, MLS UK Show.
3: Okay, let's talk predictions. I want to I get these done early doors, and I want to actually look back at these. I want to save these, and I think week three, even week four, we could be laughing at these. Yeah. You go first. Uh-huh.
1: <laughs> Right, what should we do first? Um, MLS Cup, let's go straight in there. Right, you know what? I think Toronto are going to do it again. Mm -hmm. But I don't think it's going to be as... They're not going to beat last season in terms of league performance. I think Toronto will win. They will have a slow start because Toronto, their eyes are on the Champions League. That's That's the missing part of the puzzle. They want to win the Champions League. They want to head off to... Japan or Mexico, wherever the World Club trophy is to play, I don't know, Real Madrid or Barcelona. I would love to see that. So would I. I think, and I think they'd do alright against them. I'd love to see Giovinco go back to Juve,
3: playing against Juve.
1: Yeah. I don't think Juve will win it, but yeah, that would be good. Um... So I think Toronto will win. I think they'll have a, a slowish start. They'll they, they'll have the distractions, but then after after spring, they'll just they'll dominate again. They'll get into the playoffs, and I think I don't think they'll win the Supporters Shield, but I do think they'll win the MLS Cup.
3: I do have to agree with with Toronto, and, and touching on what you said as well. Even with focus elsewhere, they've got that squad that even when you're not firing on a hundred or you're a little bit tired and. You've, you're struggling a little bit mentally, physically, because of other games and playing extra ones. A, a, a through ball to Altidore, a through ball to Giovinco. You know, even just a, some a Morrow bombing down the wing, you're always, always going to cause trouble, and it literally takes one second to score a goal. And I just, I can't see past them again. Even with Atlanta adding, adding to, you know, their squad, Seattle always, always challenge Toronto. I just... I can't see them go, going past it. They've
1: got incredible depth in the squad. Yeah. Um, I think it'll be closer, but I do think Toronto will win the MLS Cup. Um, let's talk about other teams in
3: the playoffs. Um, I, I'll throw a few left-field ones out there. It's obvious to, to say teams like Atlanta. Like I'm sure we both agree Atlanta are going to be up there. Uh, Toronto, obviously, we've mentioned. Seattle. RSL even feels weird for me to say but they actually if you look at on form last season RSL were on a on a really 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 good run and very close to making it
1: yeah in my first season last season watching MLS obviously naturally you look at the bigger names you look at the Orlando's I was looking at Atlanta Toronto's Seattle Uh, and then you notice the teams at the bottom like LA Galaxy you'll notice DC United you notice Minnesota even though they did well towards the end of the season Mm. RSL kind of went under my radar a bit. I next I'm excited this season because I'll actually notice them and get they'll be on my radar. And we used to always say that like we'd watch MLS and be like, right, let's put a few let's watch it put a few bets on of like goals in that game, that game, that game. And then I noticed RSL's record and I was like, what I've not even touched RSL <laughs> all season. So I'm excited for RSL. You're right. They weren't that far off last season. I think if the season would have lasted a few more weeks, maybe mm. they could have maybe sneaked in there. What we saying about Portland? Portland, I think. I think Portland will will stick about where they are. They'll, I know they they got the um, Western Conference title last season. They could get it again. It was a very poor Western Conference last it year. It was Portland will be comfortably in the playoffs. That's my opinion.
3: Okay, if we're talking playoffs. We've seen Atlanta United, first season, they've made it. LAFC, it's such an unknown quantity. I feel like they've signed two strong centre-backs. I'm not entirely sure about the midfield. Can they make the
1: playoffs? I don't think they can. I think, for LAFC, forget what Atlanta did last season. That was a freak. They've set the bar, though. This is the trouble. People, Fans are now expecting this. Yeah, but... LAFC just need to get in there. I, if I was an LAF, LAFC fan, honestly, I would look and think, right, get a couple of wins against LA Galaxy, you know, sort of dominate that rivalry a bit and just don't finish bottom. I don't think they will finish bottom. You know, they've got Bob Bradley in there who, yeah, he had a nightmare for Swansea in the EPL. And looks ridiculous in that tracksuit. Yeah, the guy, you know, the guy needs to just wear a suit. But he's a good manager. He knows the, you know, US football. He's proved that. A good season for LAFC is if they sort of within a sniff of the playoffs. That's my opinion.
0: MLS UK show with Elliot Holman and Henry Hewitt.
3: Still to come, we are going to look at fantasy football. Myself and Henry have picked teams. This is going to be a disaster. I just abandoned mine after like two weeks. It's awful. Uh, We'll also take a look at the opening week's schedule in MLS. So excited for this weekend. Some big, big fixtures
1: to talk about. Uh, First, though. We've had a look at the transfers, we've had a look at the teams, we made our predictions. The most exciting part of pre season is the kits. Yes. When your kit comes out, you see the players lined up, they do some dodgy photo shoot, and uh you have a look and you think, You've just been building up, they've teased you and you think Oh, is that it? <laughs> oh, you think, Amazing, I'm gonna buy this. Uh now we like to think we know about fashion, however, in reality We don't. No. So what I've done is my girlfriend works on a soap opera called Coronation Street here in the UK. She's a makeup artist, so she knows what colours you need to wear, how you need to style it out to look good. Basically, she's nothing to do with fashion, but she's the nearest we've got, so just go with it. Here's what happened.
0: The MLS UK show.
1: Okay, so I'm gonna show you the kits, pops. First, here's Atlanta United. Now this is their peach kit.
2: Oh, I like that. I actually really, really like that. When you said peach kit, I thought you were meaning like a whole like a whole outfit was peach, but it's just a little bit. I really like that. That's a really nice colour and it's a classic white and they could all tag the peach emoji in it, everything.
1: So next team is Colorado Rapids.
2: I feel like there's something about Colorado Rapids that I'm supposed to know. Like is it a special team?
1: No, no, they're not a special team at all.
2: I hate that. Why they'd put those two colours together And no idea. No.
1: What do you prefer, the shirt with the sort of maroon colour or the shorts with
2: blue? I I quite like the shorts and I don't mind the maroon on the shorts as long as they don't wear those stupid maroon socks with the blue... T- oh, that's horrible. Nothing nice about that kit at all.
1: So this is Columbus Crew.
2: This is my favorite team so when you did the instagram thing um like a while ago this is the team i got the buzzy b team
1: so this is their away kit so they're gonna stay with a buzzy b home kit this is their away kit for this season
2: i love that i love that that's like that's my favorite kit i've ever seen ever really i feel like this is like in my head like i just think like jaguar You know, like, this is, like, the sports car of the football kits. Wow.
1: So, next we're going to a brand new team called Los Angeles Football Club. Uh, It's their first season in MLS. And what do you think of their first ever kit? Are you kidding me? And
2: they're they're sponsored by YouTube.
1: What? Like, give me three words that you think about the new LAFC kit.
2: YouTube? Gold? boring
1: okay well this is their away kit
2: that's better i like that one White, bit of gold but i'm i'm sorry but why would you be sponsored by youtube like surely youtube doesn't need any more help
1: um maybe maybe lafc need all the help
2: oh that's a good point i don't really understand how sponsorship works
1: well let's go to the other la team so this is the la galaxy this is who david beckham played for so they had a really poor season last season so they're looking to get better Cheryl's ex-husband, Ashley Cole, plays for these.
2: I instantly don't like them. Herbal life nutrition. Yeah. So you're telling me that all the footballers in this team have herbal life.
1: Yeah, they also sell it. They also go around to people's houses trying to sell it.
2: Are you serious?
1: No, no. Oh. No.
2: I kind of was like on board with it then, thinking that like a footballer could knock on your door. Like, would you like to get involved in the scheme? Um, I kinda like that kit.
1: Uh so this is Minnesota. This is their second season.
2: I love it. Oh my goodness, I love that.
1: What do you like most about it?
2: I like the blue. That's like one of my favourite colour blue. Down the side. I like that it's down the side. I'm glad that they've not just gone for like just grey, and it's a light enough grey that it's like a little bit more standout ish. Um, and it's stripy. I mean, what's the bullseye about in the middle?
1: Uh, that's their sponsor, Target. Do you know the shop?
2: Oh, cool. That makes so much sense. I never knew what Target's sign was, but yeah, makes so much sense. Uh,
1: so now we go to Canada. This is Montreal Impact. Um, so we've just got a video here. We just You can see it there. What do you think of that?
2: Well, it's stripy. I feel like... You've got all the colours in the... Like, think about how many colours they are. Why do they pick the dullest versions of those colours? Like, that blue's not even a nice blue. Like, it'd be a nice blue to get a sofa in, but, you know, like, if you're wanting to stand out and you're wanting someone to be like, yeah, pass me the ball, you don't want to fade into the background. Like, you want something to be like, boom, I'm over here.
1: Okay, so let's move on to the next team then. New England Revolution. What do you think of the badge of New England Revolution?
2: Um, Well, it's an American flag with a football in it. So it's not really England, is it?
1: I don't think they're trying to be... New England is in the place in America.
2: There's a place called New England?
1: (laughs) Okay, let's (laughs) let's move on to New England's kit. What do you think it is?
2: Again, what a boring, like... That is like when you're first learning to mix paints at school and you mix all the colours together and it gives you, like, a dirty blue. It's like a dirty blue-gray. But I do like the colour on that. It's a really funky colour that has, like, that... It's like a Y shape um, and it's got that pop of red around the top of it. I do really like that.
1: We're going to go to New York now. You've heard of New York, right?
2: Yeah, I've been three times.
1: Right, okay. Uh, Well, New York, they don't have any links to York in England. (laughs) Uh, So this is New York City, right? So these actually have links to Manchester City. Uh, They're owned by the same people.
2: Wow. I'm guessing they're going to have similar colours to Manchester City?
1: Yeah, well, this is their away kit.
2: Oh, and they're sponsored by the same people. I mean, it's boring, isn't it? But... I like that they're sponsored by the same people. I like that there's a tie to Manchester City. I've got nothing against Manchester City. I always support a winning team.
1: Well, New Yorker uh, did quite well last year. So, uh, do you think if you were playing in this football kit, would it inspire you to win? No. Not even scrape the playoffs.
2: No, but I do like that blue. It's got the blue on the sides is my favorite, like tone of blue, and I do quite like grey. But it's just. It's not a stand like it wouldn't make you want to pass to that person.
0: The MLS UK show.
3: We've let somebody on our American soccer podcast who doesn't know New England is a place.
1: Unbelievable, it really is. I, I would, I would say, bin her off, but we need her again next week to do <laughs> yeah. some more. Words fail me. Here's, uh, here's
3: a little, here's a little cliff of uh, what you've got to look forward to on next week's
1: podcast.
2: It looks like they've ran out of material and just going, oh, we'll just sew that on and nobody will notice.
1: Okay. So, yeah. I can't wait. <laughs> Quite harsh. Part two next week, and if you're a Seattle Sounders fan, wait to see what she's got to say about your kit.
0: Elliot Holman, Henry Hewitt, MLS UK Show.
1: Right, this is the bit that I've been really
3: excited about, and it's the same at the start of every season, whether it's Premier League or Major League Soccer, we all love making a fantasy football team. I normally neglect it after about three weeks because it's done terribly and I realise I've got nothing on the bench because I've spent all my money and it just sort of disintegrates into nothing. This year's MLS fantasy is split into two so in the second half of the season after the summer break it starts again which is so handy for people like me because you get a second bite of the cherry.
1: You know what with the EPL one we we do one at work and for the last two seasons I've done better than you just to point out and I'm doing better than you again this season however no matter what league you do it in you always do the same thing you pick the best players and then get to your first striker and see that oh I've got like four million (laughs) left and I've got a subs bench to fill so you'll look at my team and you'll see the players that I pick straight away and then you'll see the players that I've just sort of auto filled with um so Elliot first of all the, the big thing with MLS fantasy teams what's your team name
3: I didn't really at the time that I did this I didn't realize we were going to be broadcasting this so uh, a little bit embarrassing uh, it's called soccer ball scenes okay
1: my team name Dick like Beckham <laughs> nice I'm annoyed that I didn't use that thank you I didn't realize we were going to be publishing these yeah, we need to get people involved in this as well. We're going to be embarrassed by it. We were, we're going to get loads of comments just like, why have you chose him? But, you know, it's just a bit of fun. Okay, um, Run me run me for your team. Okay, of course, got Bendik in goal. It would look silly if I didn't. Other highlights in my team, of course, I've gone for uh, Justin Morrow. He's going to get your points. Uh, Zusi, Gonzalez-Perez as well. And then this is where you start to... You can tell the highlights in my team. Sasha... Blanco in midfield. I've also gone for a row as well from New England. I think he's had a good preseason, so he may get some points. Average 5.8 last season. 8 million he'll cost you. Uh, up front, Dom Dwyer. I think Sasha's going to... I'm hoping that Sasha and Dom Dwyer will score me lots of points this season based on that he's going to assist him. And uh, Ola Kamara, the other striker. Uh, I've gone for uh, Moutinho on my bench as well for LAFC. And uh, Latif Blessing as well. So LAFC, I'm kind of... I've picked some of their players, but I'm kind of waiting to see how they do before maybe integrating them into mm. my first eleven.
3: I uh have done what I always do. And I this is why I never win at fantasy football, is because I go for a really strong starting eleven and then just leave absolute rubbish on the bench. There's nothing on the bench that excites me in the slightest. So we'll just we'll just put that to a side to the side. Um Joe Bendick in goal. Yeah. Justin Morrow. In, in defence, so good, so composed on the ball, great going forward. Um, could chip in with some assists as well as a few uh, clean sheets, hopefully, for Toronto. Um, I've got gonzalez Pires as well, so that's the first three players uh... we've got the same team. Um, but I've got Apara from Sporting KC uh, and Torres from Seattle, across my back line.
1: I was, I was, it was Zussi or Aparra. Yeah. And you know what? I second-guessed you here. Because I <laughs> I knew you'd pick him, so I thought, you know what, I'm gonna pick uh, I'm gonna pick his teammate.
3: I noticed you've only got one Atlanta player. Yeah, it's because they, they cost so much. Yeah, this is true. Um, I've got Miguel Almiron. Oh, how annoying! I've got Almiron, and this is only this is why I've got nothing on the bench. So, Morrow, Gonzalez, perez Apara, and Torres across the back. But then Almiron, Sasha Question, Justin Miram. All in midfield, I'm packing it out. Yeah, and I've got Kai Kamara and David Veer up front. This is why I've got nothing on the bench. If one of those gets injured or suspended, like Sasha Kleschen is for the first game of the season, I don't quite know uh, who I'm going to stick in. It, <laughs> it, it could be uh, it could be Cap, Minnesota's goalkeeper, playing in uh, playing in centre mid for me, doing doing Sasha's job. <laughs> Good luck with that. <laughs> If you want to check out our teams, we'll post them online uh, at MLSUKShow. Let's get into prediction, shall we? Final part of the podcast. I'm so excited for this. Let's take a look at what's happening this week
1: in MLS. This week in MLS. There's only one place to start, right? Go on. Toronto-Columbus kicking us off. Huge game. What a start to MLS. So tasty. You know what? They say it's all done by random, but I think they've thrown that in just to uh, give it a bit of publicity, the first game. If you'd have asked me two weeks ago, Toronto-Columbus, I'd have been like, Toronto haven't really added, Columbus have lost a few players. Looking at it now, I think Toronto will win. But Columbus will give them a game. I know it's an easy thing to say, but I just think 2-0 Toronto. I've gone draw.
3: Have you? Yeah. I, I just think it could take them a while to get started. Columbus, they've not got the maybe the prowess that they had last season, but I I don't see Toronto hammering them. This could come back to haunt me, but I just think
1: first week could be a slow start. I've gone for a draw. The only reason I've gone for a win... Well, apart from the fact that it's Toronto. Secondly, is Toronto uh, comfortably knocked out Colorado in the Champions League? I know it was a draw at Toronto on uh, Tuesday night, Wednesday night, whenever it was. However, Toronto have picked exactly the same team in both games. They're ready. I know what team they're picking on uh, on Saturday because they've already picked it in the Champions League. <laughs> they did a job on Colorado, what they needed to do. And that's the type of team they are. They're not um i don't think there are like an atlanta that are just gonna you know it's like they're just gonna chuck everything at them and just to hope for a few go- you know they'll get a few goals and that'll be it that'll be it by half time toronto they do a job on teams they know what they need to do they needed to draw against colorado or better they're they patient
3: it. as well yeah they're patient we saw it in in mls cup michael bradley just keeps them ticking over You know, it's not the Atlanta approach, but they very, very, very often get the job done. Um, Next game, Houston v. Atlanta.
1: Your boys. I'll let you take the
3: floor with this one.
1: You know what? Atlanta are going to have a good season. I'm a bit nervous about Atlanta this season just because uh, they had such a good season last season. They've got the players. However, it is that difficult second season. But uh, that's just me being a pessimistic fan. Atlanta are going to have a good season, in my opinion. But I think they might get a slow start. You know, I think Houston might win this one. No, I'm not having it. I think Houston might win. I'm going 3-1 Houston. Atlanta will have a good season. They'll win the first game back at the Mercedes-Benz next week. But I think Houston 3-1. Houston uh, having lost
3: Torres Houston are a bit of an unknown quantity we need to see who's going to step up who's going to start banging some goals in even if they keep it tight they somehow shut out Martinez and they somehow shut out Almiron Barco is is now going to be out for the first month of the season at least which is a shame you know like it is a shame they've spent 15 million dollars on him and he's not going to be available because he's torn his quad um
1: I, I just think Atlanta got so much; they've got too much for them. We'll see, but I mean, they'll have too much for the majority of teams in the league. I think Houston are going to capitalise on the fact that they're going to play them first. Okay, Philadelphia versus New England. This is a tough one. We've not mentioned New England so far. New England have got a new manager. They've with Brad Friedel. They've had the old Lee Quinn saga over their heads in the preseason. I don't know how they're going to do. Honestly, if you ask me how are New England going to do, I don't have a clue. It's easy to say New England are going to have a poor season because it's Brad Friedel's first one in charge. You know, I I heard something the other day where it's like, well, is Brad Friedel going to be a Patrick Vieira or an Owen Coyle? <laughs> I think he'll be in the middle. And I think he'll be in the middle of this season. But I don't know if New England... I'm going for a Philadelphia win in this one. I'm going 2-1 Philly.
3: I just think David Akam such a huge sign in for for Philadelphia. They they've surely got too much for New England who are dodgy at the back. They are. And until until they've got that sorted, I can't see them, you know, even a team like Philly who we wouldn't say especially after last season are, are a huge threat, but with Akam in the side against that defense, I feel like I feel like Philly Philly could could have the advantage there. Um my boys at Orlando are at home opening up the season in front of the wall against DC
1: United. And I've gone draw. I'm going to agree with you. I think it'll be 1-1. I think both teams, it's like a fresh start for them both. Mm. Um, you know, Orlando have got the new players. They've lost Kaká, but they've got the new players. DC have got new, better players, and they've got the new stadium. I think both teams are just going to go into this and think, let's not lose the first game, let's get a draw. Mm. One one, um, like you said, Sasha missing, that'll be a big miss, Sane, apparently unfit, according to Jason Christ, not quite up to speed, so may not start, yeah, so I think Orlando will be like, let's not lose our first game at home, let's get a point on the board and then push from there one one okay f c Dallas versus r s l similar kits. <laughs> That's all I've got to say about FC Dallas and RSL. It depends It depends what
3: Dallas team turn up. We saw last season, they just fell away. They just collapsed. Mm. And it's it's which Dallas team are going to turn up. This is such a difficult league to predict. And there'll be people listening now, and it's probably you, saying, what are you on about? There's no way that that's going to be a draw, or there's no way that um, Atlanta aren't going to go and go and smash Houston. I just think it's such a difficult league to predict. If you look at last season, it's easy to go, oh, yeah, well, they'll win that. And then they don't. And and that spirals on. And if you're Dallas and you fall away like you did last year, there's a real worry that that could happen again. And it's, it's just a case of which Dallas side turn up. RSL, can they capitalise on last year? I've gone for a draw. I'm playing it
1: safe. You know what? I, as I said before, RSL kind of went under my radar last season. I'm going to keep an eye on them this season. I think they're going to start with a win, but a high-scoring win. I think it's going to be 3-2 to RSL. Okay. San Jose versus Minnesota United. I'm sorry, Minnesota fans. I'm really sorry. I just don't see what Minnesota really have done in the transfer market. You know, They've brought in Tyrone Mears, who, as a Bolton fan, I got to see Tyrone Mears in the flesh. He wasn't in my opinion, a great right back. San Jose will win this and I I, I do I do worry for Minnesota this season i am I w I'm I'm
3: concerned for Minnesota in that they've added nothing. If you if you've had a season like Toronto, we were we were just a few weeks ago saying well oh, Toronto haven't done anything. They don't need to. Minnesota need to and they've mm. added Tyrone Mears and really not a lot else. Disappointing for them. I do I do worry. But it might just click. It might do. Players players that have been have been playing together, they've got the longevity, it might just click, but I can't see them winning this. Um Ericsson, new signing for the Quakes, uh, Swede, got a lot to prove, but I'm going for a for a San Jose win.
1: Yeah, San Jose 3 0 for me.
3: Wow. Um Seattle versus L A F C. This this is so harsh on LAFC, by the way. Yeah. You can't be away in your first ever MLS game, especially to Seattle.
1: Yeah, it's it is a bit of a buzzkill, and Seattle as well. Really good team, I think. You know they they'll be hurting from last season. They'll want their title back, and they they will be up for it. If you're Seattle, I think you look at this as right.
3: This is this is an opportunity to get three points on the board. Really make a statement against a team that are just getting to know each other. Hmm. You know, starting a starting a whole new team as a as a fresh is is difficult. The only thing for Seattle is they're missing Jordan Morris. He's going to be out for the entire season, which a lot's being made of this, and he is, like, you can't deny he's a very good player. But let's just look at stats for one second. Three goals last season. Yeah. Jordan Morris scored three goals last season. Now, still got Bruin, 11 goals in 31 games. You've got Dempsey on a new contract, 29 games, 12 goals. Morris. Yeah, it's great. It's great to have him there. You'd rather have him than not. But three goals in twenty three games, it's not a disaster. And if you like, if you can't put LaFC to the sword in their first no. ever game, then uh, I'll be very, very surprised. Yeah, uh,
1: Morris, funnily enough, scored two against Sacramento in preseason, so mm. he was one off his <laughs> total total for <total laughs> last season. Um, yeah, I agree. I do think Seattle are going to win. I think La uh, LaFC. Uh, yeah, I I think it's really harsh that they're a, they're away in their first game. Uh, Seattle, I'm going Seattle four two.
3: Throwing in some big scores here. You are uh, Vancouver versus Montreal. This is an interesting one for me.
1: Big match, huge match, um, a Canadian derby. It's not one you want to lose. No, and that's why I'm I'm sort of swaying towards a draw on this one. However, Montreal they've got Piatti. They can score goals. I'm going 2-1 Montreal. I think they're going to pull it out of the bag. Uh, My concern with Montreal is the manager, the coach, Remy Gard. We've seen Remy in the Premier League over here. It did not go well. It didn't, but he did very well with Lyon in France. It's a new start for him. We'll have to wait and see what happens. We've got a lot of new managers this season where it's kind of like, oh, I wonder how they're going to do with that team. Remy Gard is an interesting one. He's an enigma.
3: My concern with, with Gar, Remy Gard is the fact that not only was he losing games, but he lost the dressing room. He lost the fans. The relationship between the Aston Villa fans and the players on the pitch, the substitutes on the bench, was absolutely appalling. I've never seen anything like it. People throwing things at the team bus. Didn't they? Like As soon as the team turned up for a game, they were getting on their back, they were throwing things at them. Really, really concerned... In a league like MLS, where things change so quickly, whether it could snowball for him. But first game, Vancouver, they've got Kai Kamara. I'm wondering whether this could really, really click for Kai Kamara at Vancouver. Didn't have the best time at, at New England. I, I really think this is going to be a draw.
1: Can I, I just point out, though, Remy Gard at Aston Villa. I'm not looking at that at all in terms of how Remy Gard does. Aston Villa, were on a, they were on a, a slippery slope. Jose Mourinho, Pep Guardiola, they could have gone into Aston Villa and they'd probably have, have you know, struggled. But I I think you'll get a good start this, this weekend.
3: Um hello if we're playing this clip back at the end of the season and Montreal have just won the MLS Cup. Uh hi to Elliot Holman in uh, February twenty eighteen. <laughs> um Sporting KC versus NYC FC is the penultimate game this weekend. I'm I'm thinking that SKC are lacking up top a little bit. Um they've got Shelton. He's visiting his old club, New York City, who haven't got Harrison, which I think is such a huge loss. Jack Harrison
1: leaving NYCFC is big. I agree. I think, you know what, for such a young player, he, he, was, he was very good. He, was, he, made, he helped things tick with them. However, they've got David Villa still. David Villa banging him in in pre-season. Best player in the league for me. Yeah, you know, it's not even a, it's anything we need to argue about. It's not even anything where I'm going to be like, what? Really? No, David Villa, on his day, and if he can stay fit this season at NYC, I think, and I think maybe it's his last season with his legs, maybe, or maybe he's got another one in there. But this season, I think he, he's your he goals. I mean, did he see his goals against Montreal? Yeah. The chip, the free kick, it's like, oh my God. He's back. So good. Via is back.
3: Um, I'm I'm going NYC win. So am I. Um, 2-1 NYC. Finally, final game. LA Galaxy versus Portland Timbers. LA need this big season. They need to get their fans on side. They need a huge performance. They need Ola Kamara to bang in about seven goals in this first game. It just needs to turn around so, so quickly for them.
1: Portland, though... No pushovers. No, I think um, this season LA Galaxy are going to be a team to watch just purely because I think they'll score goals and concede goals. I watched the game at the start of last season when these two met, and it was very disappointing for LA Galaxy. I think they'll make up for it this this time. I do think I'm going three to LA Galaxy. I've got. I'm
3: thinking Galaxy to edge it. Yeah. I just think there's something. There'll be something else getting them over the line, and I just think a big start is is what they need. I'm going
1: LA Galaxy to scrape a win. Right, speaking of scraping, my car is full of snow outside. The roads outside look like that famous minnesota
3: v. Atlanta game at the yeah. start of last season where there's, you just can't even see anything.
1: No, so uh, we'd better go. Thanks for listening. Thanks for downloading. Make sure you subscribe. Make sure you follow us at MLS UK Show on Twitter and Instagram and get in touch about whatever you want to get in touch about.
3: If you feel you need to abuse us, if I've said something wrong about your team, if I've pronounced something wrong, it's fine. I can take criticism. We do a radio show every night. I'm used to it. You won't be able to say anything that that will upset me. That's not a challenge, by the way. Uh, But likewise, if you've enjoyed it, let us know what's worked for you, what you've uh, you've liked hearing about, what you'd like to hear us talk about in the future. Uh, And next week... A lot of stuff to go through an opening weekend of fixtures to dissect to look at who's had a, a good start. Also,
1: um, we need to talk forfeits. Oh, we've not mentioned this yet. A little secret I'm not actually in the UK this weekend. I chose this weekend uh, to go on a little trip away. I'm going Euro Disney in first, Paris, first week, yeah, of MLS of the new season. And he's like, I'm oh, going on a romantic break to Paris, Disneyland. Um, so I don't know, I'll ask Mickey. I'll ask Mickey and Goofy if they support. So yeah, okay, I'll do a forfeit for missing the first weekend, but I will be catching up while watching all the highlights. I'll know what has happened.
3: Please tweet us your, uh, your proposed forfeits for Henry, please, at MLS UK show. Uh, uh, and also suggestions, because if there's a little slip of the tongue, if we say football instead of soccer, or if we say the MLS instead of MLS, which I know annoys people so much. And I don't know why everyone in the UK calls it the MLS. We just do. Um, We're trying our best, all right? Uh, Forfeits welcome at MLS UK show. Make sure you give us a follow, give us a tweet, let us know if you've enjoyed the podcast. And we'll see you again next
0: week. MLS UK show with Elliot Holman and Henry Hewitt. Sports Social Podcast Network.